Smartcast. You are listening to a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Slashed away, good shot. She tucks it for a square leg, and that's a big hit. That is twelve. Welcome to the Captain's Point podcast with former India skipper Anjum Chopra and me, Rishi K, where we do a weekly roundup of the games and happenings in the T20 Cricket 2021 edition. This is an HD Smartcast release produced by 94.3 Radio 1. And since the tournament has been suspended, this really is the final episode of this half season till we resume play again. Hi, how are you? I can see you're back home comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back home. Absolutely. Last uh, two, three days have been... Uh pretty different because suddenly from a uh, lifestyle whereby you're uh, waking up late and sleeping late and it's a completely different lifestyle whilst you're in uh, doing the tournament and and then in a bubble or a bio bubble so this is completely it actually takes a few days to get adjusted to a normal lifestyle if you can Correct. call it because, it's like a jet lag know? it's like a jet lag i know exactly it's what you're talking I, about i yeah. think jet lag is a very apt word so uh, yes it, it takes a while because suddenly you're into a different setup and a different surrounding. I mean, it's your own surrounding, but it's different. And really, it is the best for everyone. Uh, what has happened, the decision that has been made by the BCCI and the IPL uh, committee. Yeah. And it's wonderful that the BCCI and, uh, you know, the IPL committee are working with individual boards and player associations, Anjum, to make sure that chartered flights are taking off for respective countries. I mean, we've had cases of one batch of New Zealanders going back to New Zealand, another batch of New Zealanders going to the UK uh, to stay on for the Test Championship. So I think it's the the responsibility of getting players back home. Uh, I think the BCCI is handling it pretty admirably. I think it's fantastic, you know, come what may, yes, this tournament is suspended, none of us, um, and in, that includes the administrator. At the end of the day, everybody is a human being, you're not oblivious to the situation that's happening outside, uh, you know, completely. It's not that just because uh, you want to play cricket, you're playing. No, it's not like that. I mean, there is a timing to everything and there is a timing to uh, get the sport back in whichever safest capacity you could do it. And I think BCCI has done a fantastic job. Not because I'm an Indian and I want to speak in favor of only BCCI. I think it's commendable for even foreign and other cricket boards to send their players. And it's, it's equally commendable for the players to participate in this tournament and in this event because nobody knew that we would actually end up in a situation like this. Yes, the situation was grim even when we all signed up for this and we, we knew that it's going to be difficult. Not, nobody said that the, that the pandemic is over. But um, so I think I think it's very it's uh, very nicely handled by uh, BCCI and all of the cricket boards who are obviously um, in in sync with what's happening with our board and to get the players back to their respective locations wherever they need to go. Um, you know, it's, it just sounds very easy. Just because you have money, you can buy anything. No, it doesn't. I think with all the restrictions and and. And you don't know, trouble can come knocking on your door any minute. You don't know. You don't have a face to that trouble that you can sort it out or restrict it. So it's, it's um, yes, whatever is under, is doable, is workable and uh, control the controllables. I'm sure uh, it's, it's brilliant that everyone is getting back to safety. 
Mumbai versus Chennai in Delhi. We've got three games to discuss. Let's start with that. Scintillating batting performance by Chennai. Three of their batters crossing 50. Raidu, Duplessis, Moin Ali, and yet ending up on the losing side. Thanks to Polly, Kyron Pollard's last over heroics. Uh, please talk about your, your impressions of that game. <laughs> You know, when we started covering that game, I was in the combox uh, that day doing that game. And I was like, wow, the way uh, Chennai was put into bat uh, and they started batting, said, this is this is good. You know, we've been uh, raving about the fact that Ruturaj uh, Raikwad has been such a phenomenal uh, find for the Chennai team. And he's doing so very well, along with Duplessis and everyone else to follow. So when they reached 200, like, wow, that's a good score. So the first thought, uh, you know, it was very different. Everybody was actually looking at me because I'm a local uh, person from Delhi and I know the Ferocia Kotla, probably because, you know, that's that's my home ground. So everybody was like glancing towards me like this, like, ah, that's a good pitch to bat on. That's actually a good pitch. And it's it's like, what, the fourth game uh, in, in uh, Delhi and the pitch is actually holding up well and the batters are, you know, hitting those uh, strokes like they would want to do on a surface which is probably uh, known to allow them to hit those strokes. So, yeah, that's a good pitch. So one, one tick was there that Ferocia Kotla had uh, lived up uh, to a reputation where they could did they could give a good pitch for the batters to play. So once that started, it's like okay, two hundred on the board already. Now what? So you're looking at Mumbai Indians and you say, okay, last game they won well against the Rajasthan team, and they're not going to give it up easily because if Chennai can get two hundred, even Mumbai can. So this started the chase, and then suddenly a couple of wickets fell. Okay, they're still in there, still in there. The best part about T20 is that you know you're never too far away when you have big hitters like Hardik and Kyron and others to follow in that team. And then suddenly, Karan Pollard stuck. Okay, one, six, two, six. I said, where is this heading? So sitting in that combox, the last four overs, uh, I had just finished my stadium. The last four overs, there was there were other com- commentators you know, talking about it. So for me, it was like, I had one eye on the ground where I'm actually looking at the ball fly in the air, going one direction, the other. And then the other look was looking at my fellow commentators. There was Tommy, there was deep and i think there was ajit in the com- in the uh, in the chair at that time and their excitement levels yeah, and that's our job and that's our that's actually what we do they live the moment and you voice that moment so it was such a nice exciting game happening because you're looking at ms dhoni and then you're looking at rohit sharma looking at karen pollard and you're looking at the commentator like wow this is the ipl and this is what we all signed up for this is what we want to do so it was a very exciting moment and to to see uh, Mumbai end up on the winning side, especially in that last over, going so tense. It, it, it was it was a good game uh, to watch and to obviously call it. That's a lovely, beautiful description of what happens BTS behind the scenes. Uh, but sparing a thought for the bowlers, brilliant bowling by Sam Curran, three for thirty-four. He looks like a schoolboy, Anjum, and even in the UAE, he impressed us. Dhoni's persistence with him, Dhoni's belief in Sam's all-round abilities. I want you to talk about that. You know, I, I feel I've been obviously watching Sam Karan uh, come to this tournament of the last uh, I think three seasons or so. And he was with the Punjab uh, team earlier. Brilliant. You know, I think if I remember correctly, in Mohali, he took a hat trick or he was or, or maybe he took uh, four weeks or something like that in, in one over. It was, it was brilliant. And you just feel the way he's grown in um, skill, the way he's grown in stature, the way uh, even England team, uh, you know, backs him to the tee with his batting abilities, bowling abilities, and of course, a very good youngster. In my personal opinion, I think he will probably, he should end up as one of the world's leading all-rounders. Um, in the next couple of years, he should be right on top uh, with the kind of cricket England plays around the world. He should be there. 
and in all formats he's he's brilliant and that's why when you see a captain like dhoni back a youngster like um, sam karan and you and you feel why would a captain back a youngster the same thing was for even ruturaj paikwad in the last season you you need a captain's backing to feel that yes there is something special and when you have a person like dhoni backing a player then you know the player is a special uh, person and and you know for sure that one fine day it'll be the perfect time when that player is going to go out there and deliver and that's what we saw from samparan you know it's so rare to see two century stands in a single innings uh mm-hmm. raidu and moin first and then raidu and jadeja later later mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i you must have yourself been very pleasantly surprised as far as that is concerned i think it was about a, a 143 run partnership uh, 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 that you got to see and then the following day in fact uh, the very next match uh, was against uh, rajasthan again and we were discussing as like oh 103 stand with butler and you know what was more exciting and what is more impactful whether the butler's knock and or or moin ali's knock or aparan polaj's knock so when you just talk about the sheer number it was the impact that both those innings made and just to just to imagine that what is cricket come to and how cricket has evolved and in the middle of the tournament you see uh, you know a, a, such a such a knock coming from players and to be fair i think moin ali was was brilliant in that knock uh raidu came out that was his first knock where it was such an impactful one for butler it was the first 100 in all t20 editions and then to even come good for rajasthan so in a spate of like two days you saw such brilliance uh, on the park nice segue to talk a little bit more about rajasthan versus hyderabad well the big thing the game made waves because david warner was asked to sit out by his skipper and the management first time ever that has happened anjum i mean he's missed it because of of the uh, sandpaper gate scandal missed uh, because of other reasons but otherwise he's never not been on the park but it didn't change hyderabad's fortunes it must have left you with a bit of a shock a surprise to see one on that bench um i had a chat with tom moody just prior to the game and that was a pre match interview that uh, usually it's a normal practice and i had a chat with tom moody and i asked him because i was actually told i was telling my people in the compound i said i are you sure can i ask this question so he's like whether uh, david warner will be a part of the playing 11 or not i said uh, are you sure so i went around trying to ask the question in the politest of manner but tom of course is a very senior uh, broadcaster himself and he and he's been um around the cricketing world he's much much senior to me so he he understood where it was coming from and he said that no david warner would not be a part of the playing 11 prior to the start of play and uh, you know it's never the easy decision we had a chat um just at the start because i remember i was on commentary in the first four overs and, and between me ajit and tommy we were on commentary and we were discussing whether david warner's decision uh, was a was a very instinctive one or very uh, last minute so it was my personal opinion that you know things don't turn around in a dressing room overnight there must have been something which would have which would have prompted a thought even if it was a small iota of a thought to maybe a step like this could be taken once ken williamson comes out or maybe once ken ken williamson started delivering uh, uh, after those first three games and and then he was a part of the playing 11 so it might have been a thought going around uh, the team uh, corridor and something just triggered that, that no the decision has to be taken now uh that was my opinion whilst everyone else felt that it was very instinctive and it was taken overnight and this had to be done 
when i when you have players of international repute and autonomous like this and a franchise such a big like hyderabad you don't take decisions like this is again why we had a chat and and they i was cornered probably uh, i won't say 2-1 but it was 1-1 and the other person was just floating in the middle with his opinion <laughs> but it was it was it was difficult and yes not to have hyderabad go around and have a change of fortune look it's a difficult one if you have a change of fortune immediately you said see this is the impact you change the captain and you see the impact it's it's again not a right thing to do uh, it's very hard for ken williamson to feel that you know um in spite of doing everything they couldn't come out from and for david warner to feel see you changed me the the result is the same or maybe go the other way like doesn't matter even if you won you will be me so it's a tough one but i guess the day belong to josh butler <laughs> Yeah, you know, you briefly mentioned him, but I, I want to bring one thing to light, and you obviously noticed that sitting in the com box, it was a slow start, Anjum. The first fifty mm. came in thirty-nine deliveries, mm. and then he just went berserk because the last seventy-four runs and only twenty-five balls. So that change of gear, and obviously with Sanju Samson, a hundred and fifty run stand for the second wicket. That again is outstanding, astounding numbers for T20 Absolutely. cricket. I want you to comment on that. that was again brilliant and i thought uh, the way uh, josh butler started the innings was obviously very cautious and you know for such good players or stroke players i've i've seen some uh, brilliance come out the moment they feel that they are hitting the ball well you know and it starts from the nets they know they're stroking the ball well they come into bat they start striking the ball well and somewhere around 20 30s then they go out and that happens for two or three matches and then suddenly there is a there is a kind of an expectation from within yourself as like Oh, I'm not delivering. I'm not going and making an uh, impact uh, for my franchise. And then comes an innings like this, where again you are just going ones and twos, and you're trying to construct an innings. And rather than getting dismissed, here it is: you just take off and play a most impactful innings of the tournament, or one of those. And and probably that's what happens with stroke players. You just need that trigger um, that just sets you up towards playing a big innings. And that's what happened with Josh Butler. Those strokes. in the mid wicket region were happening even in the game prior to the game against hyderabad i think that was a mumbai match where um josh butler scored a 49 and he was stroking the ball as beautifully as he was doing against hyderabad but the difference between a 49 and the difference between a 100 was clearly evident and the impact was there to see and and somewhere that helps the partner at the other end because the entire focus is on josh butler because he's striking uh, it he's making it big and the opposition or probably just just forget that there is a non striker as well who can hit the ball a mile as well and that's what happened but i guess in all the confusion or the big drama or the highlights of kane williamson replacing david warner as a skipper of the franchise and here butler striking form i guess butler's inning just took the took the honors of that day Anjum, you think it was an experiment gone wrong by Kane Williamson? You see, Rashid Khan usually bowls in the middle overs of the game, but his four yeah. on this occasion ended by the eleventh over. Uh, the Sunrisers obviously yeah. looking to break that Sanju Samson, Jason, uh, uh, you know, Butler stand. That didn't yeah. happen, and by the end of this spell, the Royals were eighty-six for one, and uh, the Sunrisers, uh, the Hyderabad team, didn't have their X factor, which is Rashid, because they had bowled out his four overs. Ah, uh, interesting. You mentioned that uh, because. you know if i remember correctly i think it was the second over or the fourth over that uh, rashid came to bowl uh, yes it it was the second over possibly um and he bowled three uh, till the time the seventh or the eighth over got over it was he had already bowled out three overs 
um first over he got uh, yashasvi jaiswal uh, that was on the last ball of his first over and in the very next over he came into bowl and he probably had just butler lbw if they had reviewed it because uh, uh, yashasvi jaiswal uh, took a review and the that didn't go in favor of rajasthan and the next time they didn't have a review and um, and hyderabad didn't have a review so probably if they had reviewed that butler would have been out and we wouldn't have seen that 100 uh, knock come from him so again it would have paid off for having uh, rashid tamil in bowl in the power play you know as a as a as a captain even i've always felt that why rashid is never bowled in the power play when he's such an impactful uh, bowler and and you could actually squeeze in one or two overs of a bowler with because a batter wants to dominate in the first six obviously keeping the fielding restrictions and here there is a bowler who's wanting to pick wicket so it's like a clash of the titans you want to attack and here's a bowler who wants to pick a wicket so if butler's wicket had also come through for rashid you never know game second match could have been there for uh, the hyderabad franchise but that didn't happen and i can understand why williamson brought his uh, lead bowler to go, come in and bowl because they wanted to wicket of either butler or samson at that point of time and if they had had that wicket you never know the story might have been different or similar time would have told that but uh, i guess no other bowler was allowed to bowl the length that uh, rashid has the mastery with and and the bowling has been a struggle for uh, hyderabad that was the probably after a long time you had bhuvi uh, bowl from anand and sandeep sharma and also khalil um, the the trio of uh, the same bowlers come in for hyderabad and bowl in that game but it was the butler show Yeah, for Hyderabad, there was a brief flourish by Bairstow and Pandey at the top, and then nothing. But my question to you is: Do you approve of Manish Pandey opening? It is only the second time in the tournament's yes. history that yeah. Manish Pandey has walked out on top. What do you think of that? Um, yes, they didn't have an option. They didn't have anyone who could go in and open uh, for their team. It was number three as a batter. Uh, Manish Pandey usually bats uh, at number three, so the only option was to promote him and let others. get promoted or maybe bat at their respective uh, places because going around the dugout they would have seen who can who's the best possible option of opening uh, right at the top at best oh yes the idea is that from a number 3 to opening you know i've had this argument very many times and probably we can do a separate episode altogether whether number 3 is different or it doesn't make any impact or doesn't make a difference to a batter whether he's batting at number 3 or opening i think it makes a big impact uh, everywhere but it's a discussion which can be done separately um so i guess they didn't have an option they had to bat with manish pandey and uh, in fact again that the only time that he's made an impact was when he got a 100 maybe it was batting in south africa and and not one i think he had 200s in that tournament uh, for manish pandey but look we, we didn't have an option you changed the house around so you had to change the seating as well and something uh, had to change maybe if that change worked would have been a different story and that came came Williamson then strike as well as he was striking in the previous game so things really worked for them nice analogy on the chairs in the house <laughs> <laughs> but but i really enjoyed the slow ball bowling uh, the mm. off cutters used by sakaria mustafizur morris they used they really used their change of pace and i think by the time the surface had also started to deteriorate uh, anjum Uh, and you know they were really forcing the batters to manufacture power you must have enjoyed seeing the, that kind of bowling um you know i don't think the surface really changed the surface was pretty much uh, good it remained uh, good for entire 40 overs but yes their change of pace bowling worked better than uh, uh, the uh, the hyderabad bowling because even hyderabad bowlers like sandeep sharma is a good exponent of using the change of pace khalil tried to bowl 
she interfaced as well, but it didn't work. Chetan, I think, has been a uh, real good find for the franchise. He's had a very good tournament and he's ably rewarded as well because he will be on the plane to England. So that's it's a nice thing uh, for the youngster. I guess when you have, you know, there's always one thing when you're setting a target and you're going great guns. You just don't care as to whether it's a change of pace or not. You're just going bang, 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 bang. If it works for you, brilliant. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But when you're chasing a target, there's always uh, an element that, you know, I better watch out for the full ball. I better watch out for the change of pace. So there are always two thoughts because you know you have to hit, but at the same time, you have to be wary of not losing a wicket. So those two thoughts are there in a batter's mind. Whereas when you're setting a target and you just two down or three down and you know the game is probably tilting in your favor because you're hitting the ball well, there's no element of fear of getting out. You're just going and bang, 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 it, and it can work. It worked for Rajasthan. It didn't uh, work for Hyderabad. And that was actually the story for uh, them the other day. Finally, we come to Delhi versus Punjab in Ahmedabad. Delhi winning by seven wickets with 14 balls remaining. I like that Mayank Agarwal took on the responsibility of captaincy. He rose to the occasion with KL Rahul out because of appendicitis. And innings of 99, but really no support from the other end except uh, David Malan briefly. Again, that's been the story for Punjab too. You know, even when, I guess in the previous game as well, or maybe two games prior to that, uh, when Rahul and Mayank both started batting really well and eventually... Um, had a hundred close to a hundred runs, and uh, that was the best uh, partnership uh, or anywhere close to it for Punjab to get going. So, like like other franchises, probably like uh, Rajasthan, has been over the years. I think Punjab has also struggled over the years to have that solidity or have that consistency going for them. So this say start well, then they dip, they they come back, and you know it's like <laughs> it's like a very uh, uh, inconsistent graph for them over the years, which uh, hasn't augured well for their performance. And that was the story with KL Rahul out. Uh, I, I like the way that Mayank batted. You know, he, that mix-up with uh, Puda for a run-out could have been costly. I had either of them got out, but that masterful innings of a 99 not out. I guess for Mayank, it worked really well. That knock would have given him an immense confidence, not only as a leader, but as a batter, because uh, over the past, what, Five, four or five months, he's also been uh, in and out of the team, uh, in and out of form. And, and again, not, not somebody who's not been striking the ball well, but somebody who's not making it big. And, and that 99 would have given immense confidence to Mayank Agarwal as a player. And that inconsistency of Punjab coming to the fore again. I was really impressed by the new ball bowling at the top by Ishan Sharma. He begins with a maiden and then he moves the ball both ways to give away just 15 in the first three overs. Uh, uh, we don't speak too much about Ishan in the T20, uh, Anjum, yeah. so I'd like you to talk about. Again, a bowler who's, uh, who's been around the T20 teams. The last year, I think he missed due to injury. But for a team to count on him, I guess now with a lot of experience with Ishan, um, for the captain like Rishabh or a franchise uh, like Delhi to just uh, expect that Ishant will go out there and deliver. I think it's just the experience that Ishant has um, garnered, or, you know, picked up over the years. And, you know, he is a good bowler. Take nothing away from it. And, and there is a spell where he bowls of 10 overs, 11 overs at a stretch, or maybe bowls nearly 20 overs in the, right through the day in a test match. And here it is, to come in and bowl those four overs. I guess for a bowler also, like a batter to change the the manner in which they structure an innings in a test match to an ODI to a T20, it's also a lot to do for a bowler. And now one can feel and see 
that Ishant has evolved into a very good T20 bowler as well. Because to play a bowler specialist is, is not a very easy goal. So it's like Bhuneshwar Kumar. Um, he can still contribute with the bat a bit. Um, for a franchise to depend on a bowler who's out and out a fast bowler and no other contribution, um, you really have to feel that it is a perfect skill that they're expecting from their fast bowler. And that's what Ishant has been delivering. In this season, you could see the difference whenever Ishant played. And lovely bowling by the two finger spinners, Lalit Yadav and Akshar Patel. Uh, I think Lalit Yadav has been uh, very, very good. Uh, yes, he's uh, had his opportunity. Obviously, um, you know, players missing out due to injury, not being able to play. Ashwin, obviously, not been in this team. So, whatever opportunities Lalit Yadav has had, he's made a very good impression. And I'm happy for this young player coming from Delhi because he's uh, through the ranks again, through the pattern of domestic cricket, playing Ranch Trophy, playing Saeed Mushtaq Ali, Vijay Hazare, and, and to come in and, you know, just gel, just the perfect block as a fit in that lineup to bowl those four overs, to bat and to field as well. So, an all-round contribution coming from a player who's uh, just fitted into that setup is, is very good for him. Aksar, <laughs> I think he's been waiting for his turn, sitting in that room, uh, doing his quarantine, like, when am I going to get a chance and go out there and deliver? So, and Absar is playing in his backyard. He became, he picked up wickets, player, player of the match in a test match, a test debut, right to the series. So he would feel, okay, I know these conditions. Looking around that beautiful stadium, I know where I, I belong here. You know, uh, what power hitting in the power play by uh, Prithvi mm. and Shikhar Dhawan. Mm. But on the contrary, no, normally you know that they're going to go out and do their uh, talking around the park. You remember Meredith kept them very quiet in his first two overs. And I was like, what really is happening? But then post that, it was just bang, bang. Unbelievable stuff. Shikhar Dhawan wins back his orange cap. Um, so talk about this explosive opening pair. Um, I think Prithvi, obviously, uh, one thing good about Prithvi is that in this tournament, he's not just started well. Uh, and Dip, he has continued that good form that he started. A couple of matches had an ordinary performance again. So I'm happy for Prithvi Shaw that, you know, the consistency that he came into this tournament right through playing the Vijay Hazare and amassing the runs, literally the player of the tournament and coming into this tournament with that consistency and form, it was very, very good uh, to see him contribute. For Shikhar Dhawan, I guess it's, you always know that he's going to be there and he's like that, that person you can always fall back on uh, in the team. But what's nice to see about Shikhar Dhawan is that He's so calm and he's so composed. Um, he's rarely flustered. Again, a, a player I've seen through Delhi cricket. And you know that the kind of impact that he can make. But sometimes earlier on, it was like Shikhar will going to play one extravagant stroke for a single. But now, even when he plays that, you know, a difficult stroke, it is going to either end up as a boundary or a six. It's not going to be that much of movement around the crease to play the ball and get just a single. He's not going to risk his wicket for that. Another very important feature which has remained with Shikhar right through his career has been that he doesn't really care whether he's on 46 or 91 or a 92. He will play that shot irrespective. And I guess probably when you see that those numbers, how many times he's got dismissed between 45 and 49, I'm sure it'll be one of those big numbers between 90 and 100, whether it's a one-day game or a T20 game. He would have got out so very many times. And you, and you wonder, why does a player do that? Because between a 46 and a 49, 
you don't need to play a rash again you have to play a rash stroke to get out you can't play a very nice stroke to get out it has to be a rash stroke or a, or a silly run out and shikhar just doesn't care he will play that shot so that's the mindset of a player which it cannot be instilled it is just your born with it and you feel that well it doesn't really matter a ball is there to be hit i will hit it it doesn't really matter whether i'm on 47 or 49 and he does that right through his career so which is supposed to show that he's such a good team player you know the quality of cricket in this particular tournament this season is so much better than what we saw in the uae and i'm sure you Ooh. agree with me uh, and i think it has a lot to do correct me if i'm wrong with players not having played that much cricket before they went into the uae as opposed to now where they've played so much yeah. cricket whether it's domestic or international i'd like you to comment on the quality this time around i think you're spot on you know when this tournament started in the uae that was on the 19th of september um and prior to that apart from west indies and england teams uh, nobody had played cricket um they were the only ones who were playing cricket around the world and uh, or maybe in, in england only so nobody had played any domestic cricket or international cricket and it does take time you know to to start a car it was like old good olden days you didn't have to pull a like good olden days you had to pull a choke of a fiat car and then start it and you know wait for some time for the engine getting warmer and then put the first gear look it's a human body it's very complex we all know it now or maybe we knew it all right through but uh, for a sportsman also it does take time to get started up the block so the quality of cricket was there we used to see individual brilliance um from the time the tournament started till 10th of november but this time i guess uh, the 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 bowlers were actually very good as well in patches but the batters knew exactly how to combat those difficult situations so whilst we just talking about earlier that you know the first seven overs they like 30 35 for two and then they ending up at 200 so the quality of batsmanship the quality of bowling has really been much better in this edition even though it's just 5 months separating the two tournaments so yes there was no tournament it took time but i i, I mean again this this year was was very different and that's what the tournament throws up every edition there is a new challenge which comes about and that's a new there's a new skill which is on display and uh, this season saw that uh, skill and uh, probably the the next level of batsmanship well i'm going to bring the curtains down by asking you one last question we've got to sign off with the composition of the indian test squad that has just been announced would you have picked hardik pandya would you have picked kuldeep yadav would you have picked bhuvneshwar kumar because there are no other surprises in the squad it's only bhuvi yeah. kuldeep and hardik <laughs> that everybody uh, wants to talk about so just these three players if you give us your comments please so bhuvneshwar kumar um, you know i find him as one of your strike bowlers he also he should be in the squad the only thing that the selectors probably would have thought is that is he 100% fit for the test series not only for the final but right through the test series so that's one question and when you look around whether you have a shami ishan they've all come back from injuries and they've been delivering so bhuvi in the middle of the tournament as well um you know he had to take a break because of injury so the only question for bhuvneshwar kumar's would be whether he is fit and can he last the entire test series and when you have a packed nearly six fast bowlers in that lineup and you say do i take a probably getting fitter fast bowler or do i take the remaining six fast bowlers who are completely fit up and running so that would have been a question mark only on his fitness not on his form um in terms of kuldeep yadav 
I guess probably the question needs to be asked is for the last year or so, he's been a passenger. Why has he not got a game? Why has he not played? Whether it was in Australia, whether it's in England, whether it's a one-day format, T20 format, even the last edition of this tournament, why has he not been played? It's a question that not only Kuldeep is asking, we sitting from outside are also wondering. And I guess it's always better to not take a player when you're not going to play him because it's psychologically very, very uh, demoralizing. And I can understand Kuldeep Yadav from a player who was in the contractual list to now he doesn't find himself in the A or a B format also and now getting dropped from a team. It's, um, it, it's not a very happy situation for Kuldeep Yadav because he doesn't know whether he is preferred, not preferred. Forget the fact that he's in the test team or not. Whether he's actually going to be playing any format for any of the uh, teams. Even franchise cricket is not getting a play. So that's something that um, is not good for Har- for uh, Kuldeep Yadav. For Hardik Pandya, I guess it was just a matter of giving him a break. Because he's not bowling, so he doesn't bring that all-round ability. For him to find a place in that test 11 uh, going forward, we will have to be as a specialist batter. And again, whether is it fair to play him as a specialist batter or try uh, probably a Hanuma Vihari as a as a consistent member or anyone else, or even if it means playing Mayank Agarwal in the middle order or playing Shubman Gill in the middle order in case they don't uh, are unable to fit him in the top order. So I guess the fair question would be that if you have to play a specialist batter, then might as well go to somebody who um, is fit and 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 probably can fit into that role. Because Hardik is not offering the all-round, uh, all-rounder uh, skill at the moment. That could have been one reason. And the other reason also is if he needs time to get fit, I guess this is the break that can be given to him because going forward will be the T20 World Cup. And you would want that he should be fit, raring to go for that uh, ICC T20 World Cup playing for India because that's one place that you really want him there. So giving him a break probably is not a bad thing. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you, especially considering Hanuma Vihari is really honing his skills playing English county cricket. So uh, I would imagine that really would help him. The Captain's Point podcast with former India's Kibanjum Chopra and Mirishi K is streaming on HD Smartcast, Spotify and other streaming services. It's produced by 94.3 Radio 1. And since the tournament has been suspended, this is the final episode of this season till we resume play again. I will miss our interesting conversations and uh, <laughs> till we meet again. Me too. Thank you, Anjum. Thank you very much. Stay safe. Stay safe. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.